Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of moon dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on this Thursday afternoon. Appreciate you checking the podcast out and continuing to listen uh, I appreciate you guys uh, a lot. There's uh, an exciting announcement coming uh, for the podcast here very soon. Another partner is coming on board that I'm really looking forward to telling you all about. But for now, I appreciate your continued patronage of this very podcast and listening. And of course, subscribing and all that good stuff as you have done already. So thank you. I appreciate you. Let's talk football. Caesars Sportsbook released their over-under win totals for the SEC. Ole Miss's is very interesting. And I'm going to ask you if they hit the over by half a game. If they hit the over, but it's just the minimum, is that acceptable? Will you, the Ole Miss fan, accept going 8-4, and four, which would be the over, over-under 7.5 from Caesars? Is that acceptable to you? Also, I've got a quick thought on um, the possibility of the SEC – removing the Power 5 requirement from their schedule. I don't think they're going to, but the Big Ten is uh, apparently considering doing away with it. And I don't like that. And I'll tell you why coming up later as well. But again, my name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And yes, please subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. Search your favorite podcast app. Whichever one you use on your phone, search Rebel Report. Subscribe, leave a rating and a review if you like what you hear. So, seven and a half is what Caesars has the over-under win total for Ole Miss. Would hitting the over be a success? Would you, the Ole Miss fan, accept an eight and four season? And as you guys know, there's no real reason to rehash this, but generally speaking, in the history of Ole Miss football, eight and four is a really good season, historically, for Ole Miss, but Also, as you guys know, the investment into the program has dramatically changed. One thing that that I keep hammering home with Ole Miss fans is Keith Carter has absolutely put his money where his mouth is, quite literally, put money where his mouth is when it comes to investing in the program, doing everything they possibly can to eliminate any negative Anything working against the program. Now, there are things that they just simply won't be able to overcome. The, uh, Ole Miss will never have as much money as Texas A&M, uh, unless a bunch of you start taking your hunting land and, and finding oil on it. There's just not going to be as much money. Not as many athletes in Mississippi as Louisiana, and you have to share the state with Mississippi State, and so on and so on. But Keith Carter has really, truly tried and stuck to his word about He thinks that you can win at Ole Miss, and he's doing everything he possibly can to make that happen. The investment in head coach is just behind what Ohio State pays Ryan Day. It's top 10 salary. You know that, $9 million a year. Keith Carter has doubled the recruiting budget for football over the last few years. It's literally doubled in the last few years. The support staff and the money for that has grown. They're about to finish, at least I think they're about to finish, uh, an updated weight room, facility, all that stuff. The Manning Center is getting updated. That's almost done. At least I think it's almost done, based on the pictures. Uh, 
were willing to pay Chris Partridge's buyout and pay top dollar for Pete Golding to come in. And then you, the fans, stepped up millions of dollars during the Kiffin-Auburn saga when it comes to NIL. Now, Ole Miss is going to be behind a lot of schools in NIL money, but the the dirty underbelly, the behind-the-scenes recruiting before NIL became a thing, you didn't have as much money as others then either. But fans have stepped up. The administration has stepped up. The investment into Ole Miss football has dramatically, dramatically increased. And so have expectations risen with that increase in investment? And based on all of you guys that I talk to on a daily basis, that answer is obviously yes. You expect more out of your head coach when you're paying him as much as Ole Miss is paying him. Lane Kiffin's getting a top 10 salary. That doesn't necessarily mean you should expect top 10 results on an annual basis, but still, he's getting a top 10 salary. Everything has increased. But does that mean that you would no longer accept an 8-4 and four season? Is that something that, that you, the fans, would not be satisfied with this year? And I think it depends. And here's what I mean by that. First, let's look at the schedule. As you, you guys have probably looked at it and seen by now. Here's kind of how I break it down in terms of expectations for Ole Miss with the record and all that. There are two games in which that I will call expected losses, games where they will be multi-score underdogs on the road. It's at Georgia and at Alabama. Uh, Did not get a scheduling break with having to go to Athens. But you can spin it positively. Am I a professional talker or, or what? Jeez. You can spin it positively and say you're probably losing to Georgia anyway. So at least it's not at home. Whereas instead of Georgia at home and at Arkansas, it's Arkansas at home and at Georgia. But either way, two expected losses there. I think there'll be multi-score underdogs on the road at Alabama and at Georgia. Now, I know how close Ole Miss was to beating Alabama last year. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I do think there'll be underdogs on the road there. So two expected losses. Five, what I will call expected wins, games where they will be, I think, double-digit favorites or more, and that is the four non-conference games, Mercer, Tulane. I know people are going to circle that Tulane game and pretend it's going to be difficult. It, It might for a little bit, but it won't be. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, Georgia Tech, and also Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's improved. They've gotten better. I really like Clark Lee. I think he did a hell of a job last year, but I think Ole Miss will be a significant favorite at home in that game, even though I do expect Vanderbilt to be better than a lot of people will expect them to be. Either way. So two expected losses, five expected wins, obviously that record being five and two. Can Ole Miss go three and two in these five games? LSU, Arkansas, and Texas A&M at home, and at Auburn and at Mississippi State. And if this goes to chalk, would you be okay with going three and two in those games. I certainly think they are capable of doing that. They are absolutely 150% capable of, of doing that. They can do that. But to me, this is kind of a cop-out, forgive me, but to me, I think what is more important than the final record is how it looks. And here's what I mean by that. Eight and four last year didn't feel or look the same as other eight and fours of the past. 
they got embarrassed in Fayetteville. They lost to a Mississippi State team they should not have lost to. And then all the Auburn stuff happened, right? That, losing to Alabama, the, there, there's no shame in that. Hell, losing in Fayetteville, there, there's really no shame in that. It's the the way that happened. And then the bowl game, I, I think the, the way that went was icing on top of a very, very poorly constructed cake. But November painted such an ugly picture that a lot of fans that I've interacted with uh, have not realized the perspective of going 10 and 2 and 8 and 4 winning 18 games in 2 years only Alabama and Georgia and the SEC have won more but that's a lot of wins for a whole miss generally speaking in in a couple years so does it look better is the red zone offense better cuz that has to improve that was terrible last year, if we're being totally honest. Ole Miss was bad in the red zone. Will that improve? Well, the addition of Caden Prescorn, I think, might really help there. Also using the backs out of the backfield. Uh, But either way, do they improve in the red zone offensively? How is the quarterback situation handled? As of today, Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders are still on the roster. Maybe that changes? I don't know. But how will that be handled? Will they improve defensively? I don't expect this to be Pete Golding's best defense at Ole Miss. I think per, there there are some personnel limitations. I expect them to be better there moving forward. But is there a clear and obvious marked improvement defensively? And then most importantly, how will Lane Kiffin handle the inevitable open jobs? When Texas A&M comes open in November, because I expect it to come open in November, how will that ha- how will that be handled? When jobs come open... How will that go down with Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss? Will he have better answers for his team? And if you're one of those people that's still holding out that it was all media creation, God bless you. But will will his team have more clarity than they did last year? Because they were unclear last year in in multiple different ways. Uh, Will he handle the – what will his answers be to the media? Will he be engaged in those open jobs like he has been each of the last three offseasons? How will that go? That is important as well. Because if the Auburn thing never happens a year ago, I think fans feel differently. It's obvious. It's not like that's a strong take or anything. You guys would feel differently, a lot of you, about how that season ended. So program management is as important in my eyes as the record itself. Because if they go 8-4 and four again and a job comes open and there's all kinds of drama around that job coming open and they lose to Mississippi State in embarrassing fashion at the end of the year and they kind of collapse and, and things get weird there for a while, if they don't improve in the red zone, if the quarterback situation's a mess, It's not going to feel the same as if that all feels a little bit more buttoned up. There's no flirtation with other jobs, and and the handling of that publicly and privately goes better. Then uh, I think fans at large will be totally fine considering the schedule with an eight and four season. Anything less than that will have the administration wondering if the juice is worth the squeeze with how much they're investing and the results that they get. But if they do hit that over, if they go eight and four, I think that would be an acceptable season. I think fans at large will accept uh, th- that season as long as the other stuff 
goes better. What do you think? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, I know some of you do. I appreciate all the messages and stuff that I get from you, but hey, um, I don't mind you reaching out. Talk football. It's fine with me. So uh, hit me up wherever. Uh, appreciate those of you that do, but if you don't, don't mind getting some feedback from you. The podcast is brought to you, by the way, by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology, if you're in the market for office technology and you and your, and your business are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi and you need it, check them out. Again, absms.com. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. That's all things technology in the office. If you're located in Mississippi, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. They have 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. Let them make you their priority. All you need is an internet connection, by the way. You can access their online banking, but it's a one-stop shop. You don't need multiple different apps to do everything you need in online banking and managing your funds and paying bills and setting alerts. It's all there with Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. So... No news on Keon Coleman yet. Uh, there are some people that are confident in their ability to sign him. I know some uh, NIL numbers are, are coming out, what he is asking for, and people are kind of flabbergasted by it. But honestly, I, uh, I, don't, hate the, I don't hate the player. You may not like the game, but you should understand that the player is in high demand, and he's going to try to cash in. He's a legal adult. I think he has the right to do that because the rules allow him to, uh, to do that. Anyway. Uh, so that number is apparently high. Uh, there, there are people that think that Ole Miss is, is going to match the number that he's asking for. There are some people that, that think it's a little too high. Long story short, we will see. But uh, he did do a, a bit of a longer visit. It wasn't just a check-in. Um, very seriously considering Ole Miss. And we'll see if they can sign him. I, I can't tell you one way or the other, though, what's going to happen. But that would be a big deal. If uh, if they are able to to pull that off, so uh, we we shall see there. Also in the college football news world, the the Big Ten apparently is considering doing away with the uh, non conference Power Five requirement when USC and UCLA join the Big Ten. By the way, that's still happening. Isn't that crazy? I don't think that the SEC should follow suit. Regardless of what scheduling model they choose, I don't think that they should follow suit. Um, and I know that there are Ole Miss and Mississippi State fans, for what it's worth, um, that don't want that to happen because in the expanded playoff era, if you can control your four non-conference games and make them directional you, it gives you less of an opportunity to lose games to keep you out of the playoff. Uh, so I understand that angle for sure, but I don't want to see it go away. As a consumer and a fan of college football, I do not want that to go away. Here's a, a clip from the radio show yesterday where I give you kind of a brief, this is part of a longer rant, I'm not going to play the entire thing for you, but here's kind of a, a clip from the show yesterday about why I feel the way I do, why the SEC should not follow the Big Ten suit and keep the non-conference Power Five requirement in the SEC. I want it to stay, and uh, here's why. We like when Ole Miss plays Arkansas. We like when Mississippi State plays LSU, of course. But 
The diversity of schedule is a positive. And what will happen if you remove the Power 5 game to some teams in the SEC? Now, South Carolina is going to always play Clemson. That's always going to happen. Kentucky's always going to play Louisville. But you are going to have teams that are just going to use their non-conference games to play directional U to pile up wins. And that is something that I don't want to see. I'm sad that the Big Ten might shut this down. Because how many Big Ten teams are going to play SEC teams anymore? You think Minnesota's going to make a trip to Starkville and vice versa? If they don't have to anymore? Maybe not. They might, but maybe not. And one thing that I've really enjoyed about these requirements is what you just mentioned. Mississippi State, Arizona. That's cool. Ole Miss is playing Southern Cal in two years. Those kind of games are going to go away if you get rid of that requirement for the sake of piling up wins. Now, it's probably better for the Ole Miss and the Mississippi States of the world to just have a schedule that's as easy as you can make it. But as a consumer of college football, I cannot wait for Ole Miss to go play in the Coliseum. That's going to be awesome. And we need more of that. I would love one day for Mississippi State to go to Happy Valley. But if those requirements go away, those games are going to become lesser, and that is bad for the overall health of the sport. Whether you go to nine games or eight games in the SEC, that requirement needs to stay. So there you go. For what it's worth, my thoughts on why the SEC should not follow the Big Ten's suit and um, eliminate the non-conference Power 5 games. That vote's coming soon, at least I think it is, the SEC meetings in Destin, which more news happens in the SEC meetings in Destin than at SEC media days, but that's okay. Uh, we'll get more clarity on that here uh, very soon, the, the schedule and the permanent opponents and uh, and all that good stuff. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I know Ole Miss starts the series uh, tonight. We'll talk about that this weekend because why not? Ole Miss is still playing baseball, so we'll talk about Ole Miss playing baseball. Uh, this weekend on uh, on the next edition of this very podcast. So thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll talk to you. We'll talk a little baseball and uh, any football recruiting stuff that comes up between now and then on the next one. See you guys then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.